Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. I'm Rhiannon Fish. I'm actually a little nervous to be here because I've watched you guys review a few of my movies before. And, and this, this is the Take the Hallmark Podcast. podcast. Take the Hallmark, it's his podcast. <laughs> Brandon and friends host his podcast. <laughs> we hope you like this jolly podcast. <laughs> Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Day of the Hallmark Podcast, yeah. where Dan is now terrified. Wow. Um, I, I, Rhiannon, uh, yes. you're wonderful. You Thank didn't you. listen to the journey of my heart, did I you? I did. No! No! Uh, oh. but, no, you guys were so lovely, and everything you said, I absolutely appreciated everything you said. And, you know, it was like I chose to go out there and search and see what people were saying, and I appreciate the feedback. It was one of the last times I did that. I learned a lesson. I was like, this maybe isn't good for me. But I, I appreciate you guys watching and talking about it. Well, I just – we don't do a lot of prep before our interviews, but I always look to see what else that actor has been in, and I saw sure. it and went – well, we'll just skip over that one because I don't want her to be like, go back and listen, because I like I know how hard I was on that movie. Uh, yeah, and that and I appreciate it. Yeah. But I mean, we've always had nice things to say about you, Rhiannon, even that when we've mispronounced your name six ways. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about me calling you the fish? Because I'm nervous. I love it. The first. OK, thank you. Um, I absolutely love it. I will call you the fish throughout this interview, uh, but <laughs> I mean so it with the the highest, the highest amount of respect. And I hope you. Know I that. feel that. Thank you so much. Well, we went from Rhiannon, and then, yeah. which is similar to QAnon, I believe. Yeah, we, got, Bram, we got rid of that. Quick. Bram was like, just would look, and he would go, the fish. The fish. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, we've never listened to Fleetwood Mac, yeah. and that's our problem, not your problem. No, it's a nightmare of a name. Most people say it wrong. So I, I we'll go with the fish. That that's easy for everybody. Gosh, um, just too kind. The fish. Let's go back <laughs> to the beginning of life. Um, where were you born? Uh, and what were you like as a kid? Were you one of those kids that was like, I'm going to put on a show for you? Or were, did that come a little bit later in life? I was born in Calgary, grew up in Australia. And it was one of those situations where I was an only child. And then when my sister was born, I um, instantly wanted to be in the forefront of the home movies. And that sort of continued on, I guess, till now. Australia. I, I got, yeah, I've got to, we got to back up briefly. What, what precipitated the move to Australia from uh, Alberta? Is that what you said? Yeah, I was in Calgary, Alberta, moved to Australia, and I lived there for like 25 years. My dad's an engineer, so they just transferred him for work, and we stayed. Have you guys been to Australia before? Oh, Never it's been. a dream. It's quite wonderful, and such a wonderful place to grow up. I, I really, really love it there. Well, now, did you, was, uh, you grew up there. Was there any uh, accent that kind of started to, to flow in at all? No, and that's the bizarre thing. They say that sometimes children will just sort of echo whatever their parents do. So my sister and I both, we both have this sort of standard American or Canadian accent. So that when I worked in Australia, it meant that I had to learn an Aussie accent to be on film and television there. Wow. So you got one, though. You, you got, got it in the back. It's not, it's not good, but it's passable. You should have brought it out in Journey of My Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would have helped the movie. Yeah, yeah. Might have got a better review. <laughs> no, is uh, that a tough accent to to learn? I I I can just so say uh, Bobby, put it on the Bobby. That's all I got. That's not kind of how I slip into it. But that's perfect. 
perfect. Thank you. You nailed that. Thank That's you. all you really need. And then just from there, it's almost just like you completely relax your mouth and then it's it's there. But you've nailed it with Bobby. Thank you. So the thing is, Canada, Australia, those are the two nations that are known primarily just for being nice people. Yeah. Like, that's their primary for America anyway, the primary characteristic. Yeah, you guys of are the worst. <laughs> and Australians are like, why are they so nice? And they get free health care. Like uh, what those are the two right. things. Like so like you you just have no choice but to be kind, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do see places. a huge uh correlation between the people in Canada and the people in Australia. I find down to the work ethic. And just like you're saying with just people being generally quite nice, I do see a lot of similarities between the two. Huh? Interesting. So what brought you back to the States or to Canada or wherever you went back from, from Australia? Like what brought you back this way? Well, Australia is a smaller pond just in that there's less work. It means that you can, uh, I, I found quite a bit of success there just in like the um, soap operas that we've got, but then I sort of ran out of work. There is work there for sure, but definitely not as much as there is in Vancouver. So I came over here and I've been so lucky with uh, my experience with Hallmark here. How do the, I, I know that soap operas in Australia are a big deal. How do they compare to soap operas like here in the States that have been like running forever? Are they similar in, in style and feel? Very, very similar. The show that I primarily did was called Home and Away and it's essentially sort of like a young and the restless, but it's set mm -hmm. on the beach. So every storyline you could possibly imagine, I think it's been going for 30, 40 years. And it's one of those things that I just don't think it will ever stop. I hope it doesn't. So like why yeah. would it at this point? Yeah. Exactly. You did 325 episodes wow. of, that, yeah. of that program in three years. And so you memorized a lifetime of Hallmark movie scripts. I mean, just yeah. with all the dialogue you had to turn through there for sure. Right. A hundred percent. I think it's really helped with these Hallmark movies because as you guys would know, we shoot them very, very quickly. There's right. not a lot of rehearsal time. There's not a lot of time to get to know the other actors. So working on a soap opera, you kind of learn how to move very, very quickly. Uh, and I think it's absolutely helped me out with, with these MOWs. So you played April Scott in Home I and did. Away. What was the craziest storyline mm. April Scott was a part of? She slept with her sister's husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not that bad. Well, we had somebody we had say someone that they who were has shot a... and come back as a ghost father of themselves. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah that is when you're your own ghost father. That's yeah. what, that's when not the Holy <laughs> Ghost. Like you get no. shot, and then you're a ghost that's also your own father. That was I don't remember who that was, but we had that one. That's the one that that's was a like. Lot. You know? Yeah, that's that's definitely wild. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, how do you go from just being the star of home videos to deciding that you want to maybe get into acting as a kid? Well, sort of what I had said is that with Australia being a much smaller pond, there were like a lot more opportunities. So mm. basically, just from going to drama school and musical theater, it was very easy to sort of get scouted or picked up and then find your way into our soap operas there. Huh. So what was, was the soap opera your first gig? No, well, we have another soap opera there called neighbors. That was my first job. I worked on that when I was around 11 and oh, that wow. was my first step into film and television. Was Margot Robbie on neighbors? She was. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Random fun fact. I know about Margot Robbie for those of you playing at home. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just had that right, right back there, right back there (laughs) in the old noggin, just ready to go. So are you saying that if I want to get started in acting, I should move to Australia and try to. You're in, you'll be, I swear to you, you'll be on one of those soap operas so fast. They'll scoop you right up. Wild is, is I feel like there are a lot of pretty famous Australian filmmakers or, or actors like, Do you guys still, is it small enough in your mind that you still pull for all of those people? Like, you know what I mean? Oh. Like you see a Boz Lerman movie yeah. or like a Margot Robbie movie. You're still like, all right, they're on the map and they're still doing it. Or, or are we past 100%. That? I know that even like the Hemsworth brothers, for example, they were, I believe both of them were on Home and Away. It is, it's wonderful. And I, I think Australia just sort of has that sort of like attaboy attitude where it's like every time you see an Aussie succeed, I think it, it feels good for the whole of Australia. We're all very proud. Are you an Australian footy fan? Yeah, I love of all. Do you guys? What team do you? Melbourne mean? Demons. Okay, so we are actual. We don't. We may have to stop the interview right now. This is a big deal. This is important. Uh, we are actually card carrying members of the Western Bulldogs. Bring I it. like the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. No, hey, that's, that's a joke. Sick. Boom. Bulldogs are great. That's right. Uh, and she's even kind about that. Uh, we had a fan from Australia that basically was wanted to indoctrinate us into the world and said, if you'll pull for the Bulldogs, sure. we'll, we'll make you like the, whatever, like we, we pay them the yearly, whatever thing they do it for we us. We pay dues. Yeah. I, and so they we, give us all this. Sw- we have like, like scarves and like in hats. our mind, we yeah. own the team. We're that's part right. owners. We're part owners is what like, we say. Understood. I'll tell people that moving forward. Thank yeah. you. And that's important so for us. We are the Melbourne demons. Is yes. that who it is? Okay. Yeah. Have they had a lot of success in the footy league that you're aware of? Yeah, uh, last year or maybe two years ago now, they won the uh, grand final, which was huge. Wow. We brought the cup back to Melbourne, which was very exciting. Um, I'm not sure how they're doing this year, but Do- I love the game. It's really fun. Have you guys watched a game? Yeah, before? I don't know. I, I learned all the rules. It's wild. Yep. Like it took wild. Me- and I'm a huge sports guy, but it was like a different world. Yeah. And then uh, West, the first year we did this, Western played in the grand final, I believe. That and a big, we, that was we a got big up and watched like some of it on YouTube. Like I love that. It was it was a lot of fun. And I Hems when you said Hemsworth, it made me think of it because I think the Hemsworths are big Western Bulldogs fans. Uh, and yeah. that's what we were told anyway. I don't know. At the well, last they, team, they meeting, come to the team. Yeah, they haven't been in a while. <laughs> but so are are your parents still in Australia? Yeah. Okay, so you do all this, like, you, you get on a soap opera, you get on another one for over 300 episodes. At some point, we're, we're moving over to across the pond yep. here. We're moving over to the yep. States. What happened? How did that happen? Was that just you going, I want to go to L.A., see if I can make it, or what? 100%. There used to sort of be this, and this was pre-COVID, there was this idea that as an actor, you had to be in L.A., And that was one of these wonderful blessings that did come out of the pandemic was that people sort of realized you can be anywhere you want. And now actors were all just self-taping. Yes, occasionally you'll be brought into the room to do a chemistry test or to meet with directors and the producers. But for the most part, everything is done via Zoom for self-tape. And it means that you can live anywhere, which had I... If I could go back in time and, or, you know, it was different then. So I did follow the rules and I went to LA, stayed there for a little bit. And then the only job I booked while in LA was shooting in Canada. So I was like, what am I doing? I might as well just come live here because this is where everything shoots anyway. Hmm. Okay. Can you, so when you go to LA, I imagine you're like, you're grinding and you're trying to go to as many auditions as possible. Now I imagine it's like that, but with self-taping. Self-tapes. 
Yeah. How, what's, do you like that more self-taping or is there like, I, I imagine that there is a temptation to perf- make it perfect where yeah. when you're in the room, you really only have one thing and hopefully it goes well. And if not, that's it. There's a different energy. Yeah. How, how yeah. do you, how do those two things compare to you and which one, if given the preference, would you do over the other? Super good point. And the thing is, I think everybody would have a different answer. I am a terrible auditioner. I get very, very nervous and very self-conscious. So now when I'm able to do it from my house and take as many goes as I need, I I find it personally better. However, a lot of people out there will say that they miss being able to go in the room. Mm. So you don't miss that at all? No, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm -hmm. A mem- if you might don't mind sharing a memorably bad audition, like where you were like, oh. I just left and I was just like, this was the worst thing that I've ever done. I'm going to just go put my head under a pillow and never, never leave my room again. I mean, the list is endless, but there were a few, I know it, it was like, it started even when I was young and in Australia and auditioning, I would have been about, you know, 14 years old. So a kid. And I remember the casting director as I was acting put his head down on the desk and was like, what is she even doing? And then, so, no, I mean, I wasn't doing well. It wasn't a good audition. I know that now. And I knew it at the time, but still I was like, I look back at it and I was like, I was just a little kid. Um, So I think that's one of the reasons why those things never leave you. I'm still terrified to go in the room because of my experiences when I was younger. Wow. Dan came into my office the other day and he gave me a, a similar idea. And I'm just like, what are you even doing? Here? And uh, that's my everyday. That's man. my everyday. <laughs>
kind of soapy in their own right. Like they have their, this own, how, how did that compare to like coming from Australia where you're doing the, the soap game and had a very yeah. specific way of shooting it to coming over and doing something that's kind of similar, but also different. Again, great question. Cause it was very, very different with uh, these MOWs or Hallmark movies. And with the soap operas, we shoot so quickly. It's basically like two camera setups. You have no time to mess up. You have no time to try different things. Whereas for this, for a CW type show, we shoot the same scene all day. And, you know, I appreciate while some people would like that and maybe that's cause that's what they're used to. But for me, I find it gets very stale very quickly. I think there's something about having to get something right very quickly that kind of keeps you on your toes and makes it more fun. Hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. And then, but yeah, cause if you're shooting a 40 minute television show and you have a week versus 15 days to shoot a feature, basically a feature yeah. film. hundred percent. Yeah, very, very different. And a lot of those TV shows just have one or two locations, whereas yep, you guys exactly. are all over. Um, so after that, there's one other movie here, but then you get the next credit that I see is You're Baking Me Crazy. Yeah. Is uh, Michael Rady and Natalie Hall. They've both been on our yeah. program. Love They're them. wonderful Love people. Love them. How did, yeah. how did you get uh, involved in that? And that's your first Hallmark. So how did it you get involved in the Hallmark world? So that was one of my first auditions here. It just came up and I ended up booking it. And I have to say, Natalie Hall in particular, Michael's so lovely too, but I mostly work with Natalie and she's just a divine human being. So oh, lovely. I am always so happy to see anytime she's in a Hallmark movie. Uh, I, I think Hallmark is lucky to have her. She's just a lovely person and such a pleasure to watch on screen. She's great. She's yeah. so, great. so you were like, what, the best friend in that movie? It's been a yeah, few I years. Was. I had like maybe, I, I was thinking about this recently. I think I had like a handful of lines. I was in like two scenes. And then I went on to do another couple supporting roles in Hallmark. And then it went into the the leads. And I've just been so lucky ever since then to sort of, sort of stay in that pocket of lead characters. You're one of the few to like go from that, that supporting right. to the lead. Like it doesn't, how, like there will be a few where we see a supporting person where like we hope that that person becomes a lead. But like it, it doesn't seem like it happens all the time. How did that happen for you to where you're able to, to head on up to, to the lead? It might have actually been, I think it was Journey of My Heart. And I knew Lucy Guest, who's the director. She's gone on to direct some really wonderful things uh, and such, again, great person. And she just knew me and she gave me that shot, that opportunity and pushed me uh, towards the producers and they went with it. And since then, I, it's just like, it, that's that thing with acting is that you just need somebody to help you get in the door. And yeah. I feel so grateful that, that I had that sort of experience. So since then, has it just been like a call situation instead of an audition? Yeah. So it's yeah. just been like, Rhiannon, we have another part we'd like for you to, to come and do. Like, is that yes. what it is now with Hallmark? Yes, which as an actor is an absolute dream. I, I, I Every day, I just feel so grateful and so lucky uh, to have that experience. Yeah, and you were in, before you became a lead, uh, You well, actually, Journey of My Heart came out first, but you were in the most recent Sign Seal Delivered movie. I was. I loved that movie. I had a lot of fun on that. Did you get uh, indoctrinated into that fan base, which is ardent? Yes. They are. I, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. I had a wonderful experience on that movie. And they had said to me, I, if they were to make another one, 
I think her, I can't remember. Her name is Martha, I believe, the writer. And she said to me, if there were to be another one that I I would have the opportunity to come back, which I would love. Uh, Again, crew on that cast, also lovely. I loved the character that I played. It was, I had a great time on that movie. I loved it. And I can understand. It's one of the better science movies. It really is. We've seen them all. <laughs> we have seen them all. And I like that you said that. That makes me happy remem- remembering that you have seen them all. Um, <laughs> you've done a, a handful of these type of movies, some of them specifically for Hallmark, yes. some of them for something like Johnson that ends up getting picked up by Hallmark, and some that look like they should be for Hallmark, but we've never seen them before. Don't make it. Yeah. Is there a difference in making these movies depending on whether or not it is specifically for Hallmark or not? Absolutely. I would say the main difference is budget. Uh, The ones that you guys have never ended up seeing were still definitely pitched to Hallmark. They just didn't end up getting picked up. For example, uh, this one that is coming out on Saturday, we had one of the smallest budgets I have ever worked with. And I remember while we were shooting it, I was like, there's no way Hallmark is going to buy this because Hallmark has such a specific look to it. And unfortunately, I think sometimes that that look comes down to just having the budget to produce it. So I was thrilled when this little movie got picked up. Um, the that's other diff- sorry, boy, go ahead. Um, That's with our boy, Marcus Rosner, who is so great. No, that's a different one. This that's- is the one. So I, I love Marcus. Isn't he lovely? He's um, one- so nice and he's killing it he's a producer now they're making all these movies in edmonton i did one with rosner um in edmonton last year what movie are you talking about that comes out this weekend this one's called when love springs okay when love springs and it's on what channel hallmark channel it's on hallmark what are you doing when she said i thought she said it wasn't picked up by hallmark she's saying that she didn't think that it would be it wasn't originally that gosh man i'm sorry I heard that you're the journey of up. my heart of Hallmark podcasting. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair that I missed it. Completely fair. I was hearing she was in a movie this weekend that wasn't on Hallmark and I was shocked. That was my, that's on me. Fair. No, it's my okay, fault. Dan. It's okay. It's my okay. Fault. So you, it's a small budget small is what budget you're saying. And then it got said. picked up. Yes, it did. Exactly. Um, but that one with Marcus Rothner, that might be one of those cases where it doesn't. And when I shot it, I thought for sure, because he's, such a veteran of Hallmark. He's a great leading man. The script is good. All of it was there, but it just didn't make it to Hallmark. I don't know what the criteria is, but uh, it's, it's not easy to make it onto the Hallmark channel. So when you're doing these movies, like when you're doing like journey of my heart, when you're filming that movie, did you know it was going to be on Hallmark at that point or not? Okay. No, We don't know. Is uh was sister sluice is that the first one that you knew was going to be for hallmark that you were a lead yeah good question i yes it was absolutely that's a fun little movie that is fun is there gonna be more uh, that that was a, a mystery that seemed like it was the first hopefully of many hallmark kind of throws it out there and see what yeah. they think have you heard are there gonna be more of those because we loved it big fan of that oh. Thank you. That's this is when I have to do that thing that I hate actors do where I'm like, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but it's good things come. She's so, not allowed to talk so about it, though. Get ready for another sister. That. Sister. The sisters are sleuthing. Let me ask you this. 
this. You're you film these movies that you're not sure if they're going to be on Hallmark yeah. or not. Like there's a movie called Sweet as Pie here. I don't know yeah. anything about it. I would assume that it's Southern. We're Southern yeah. here. I, I don't. You're in that movie, and then you're also in a movie about like talking to whales, and yeah. and and you don't know. And one of those ends up on Hallmark. Yeah. And one of them doesn't. The whale one. The whale one whale does one end does. up uh, on yeah. Hallmark. And and you like does it. Does this ever just surprise you aside from clearly this weekend? Like, like, like the, the way this movie- weekend, like just got announced, like not too long ago. Yeah. I'm in the Hallmark. Yeah. 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 I wonder if something happened because I, I mean, I'll look forward if you guys do review it. I can't wait to hear, but right. I, you're going to review. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't know if it's good. Like, I know I hate to be, I, maybe that's a terrible thing to say, but <laughs> I don't know if it's good enough to be on the Hallmark channel. Like I'm really surprised that it's, it's there. So you never know. You never know when you're filming it. And uh, yeah, I just, we'll we see. just got word that they're putting that on the DVD box, which is really That's awesome. Right. I'm not sure if it's good enough for Hallmark. <laughs> re- re- the, fish. the fish. That's right. The fish. Um, I'm sure. I, I, it seems like you're kind of beloved over there, though, right yeah. now. Like they're they're picking up a lot of your movies, getting a little mystery thing going on, throwing you with the the golden child of Tyler Hines. Like golden boy is yeah yeah. That's when I knew maybe I was like getting my foot a little bit more in the door. Yeah. I reached out to a couple directors I'd worked with who had also worked with Tyler, and I was like, hey, so what's Tyler like? And all of them responded like whoa you're working with tyler hines he's the golden boy i was like oh this is exciting for me i gotta gotta tell you if you ever get the opportunity to come to like a christmas con or something like that which would be would be so much fun we're always there um the line for tyler hines it's absurd it's absurd it is as if tom cruise is there it yeah it is it is un like i'm not joking like all of these hall stars have like legit lines. Dozens of people at any time are there. Maybe 50, 60 people in line at a time. Tyler has hundreds. Yeah. It, it is like, it, it is, it, I, you can't, it's inexplicable. And, and he is a wonderful dude and deserves every bit of it. But you go to these events and it should be, they should have a separate room for him. Like, <laughs> separate, a Tyler yeah, sure. Hines event and then everybody, everybody else. Everybody else. I mean, I- Oh, I don't know about you guys, but if there was just like a strictly Tyler oh, Hines yeah. event, I'd be yeah. in that line. Oh yeah, that man. It's it's just really something. But that that was that was a, a lot of fun. You get to see him ride his motorcycle, which was a lot yeah. of fun. And you guys kiss. Um, I'm looking back at my notes a thousand times. Yeah, one thousand times. Really, that is correct. Which is really yeah. impressive. Tally. Um, I imagine that that was a fun movie to watch like the reactions of because of how like vocal his fans are and stuff it really was and i watched it at this uh, some of the other movies i see before they go to air uh but this one i watched at the same time as the fans of the movie so it was it was really exciting to see them get so excited and yeah i feel very proud of that movie I, i very much enjoyed making it and i was thrilled that it had such a great audience response um, Tyler always talks about, uh, this, uh, sometimes on the record, sometimes off the record with us about how the script for a Hallmark movie is typically what you make it. Like sometimes you'll get one and it's just amazing. But most times when you get one, it's like, all right, they're going for this, but we want to bring it to here. And it's yeah. really about the actors being able to finagle through some scenes that are kind of eye roll scenes, like scenes that are like, all right, this is absurd and it doesn't make sense. How do we get from A to B and get past that and keep the relationship at the center of it? And one of the things he said 
to, to me several times was like Rhiannon was on board with that immediately. Like we tackled some of these things that made this movie so very special. Did, would you agree with that sentiment in general when you get a home, like a script for a Hallmark movie? Like, do you start circling the parts where it's like, all right, character has to shine through right here or is it more, or was this the first time that was the case for you on one of these movies? I have to say it's almost like going through and circling and sometimes going like, what the F? Like what are what is happening here? What are we? Tr and it's very. And that you sounded like that sounded exactly like something Tyler does say, where it's like we need to figure out like what are you trying to tell here? And there is a way to make these movies stand out, or there's a way to make them be, you know, just another one that people sort of just watch in the background. And I felt so grateful to work with Tyler because I have always tried to be somebody that does break it down and find where we can make it better. And, you know, from the moment, I don't even, we hadn't met yet, but we both signed on to the movie. He DM'd me and was like, you know, we exchanged numbers and immediately right away, we were both like, let's get to work on this script because the, it was there. Like all the greatness was there. It just needed little bits of finessing. And it's so great to work with another actor that's willing to put in that extra work. Yeah. At one point you say that the, there's only three breeds of dog in your hometown in that movie. Uh, you say that somehow your hometown in Washington state only has only three. has three total types of dogs. That's it. Because you're so adorable. It's like, it made sense at the time. So like, yeah, that I was, actually, I'm a huge dog person. Sense. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> that population that easily. She's, she's a, what, what on, on the sea? There's only three types only of dogs. Three. It's impressive. It's impressive work is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yeah. I got to say, like, that was, I didn't write that line, nor did Tyler. That was one that came with the script. And there were bigger fish we had to fry, so to speak. So that one just, we didn't really look too much into that line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you've been just churning out uh, these movies over the last few years. And I know that they're, like, fast to shoot, but it's also an impressive amount of of, of movies. Does it feel almost like, do you, have you had any time like off since like coming over here? Cause it seems like you came from doing the soap opera game, which was nonstop to coming over here mm -hmm. and uh, doing the 100 and then finding Hallmark. And it's been uh, just all, 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 all full bore. Uh, you have seven movie credits in 2022 or 23. It's wild. Right. That's seven. impressive. That's, that's insane. Now that's only about a month of work. I think total. <laughs> like has it has there been any break do you are you happy that you're like that's gonna be awesome oh my gosh so happy yeah those seven movies i shot last year and i it was it was hard of course because it's it was like you said it was a month straight of work but it it was it it was hard but ultimately that's the thing as an actor is that you never know when it's going to stop so any opportunity that comes up, like you just, we are so accustomed to, you just say yes. And I didn't regret saying yes to a single one of those. Yeah. Well, we love you and we're happy oh, that you didn't you. say no to any of those. Did you, in sweet as pie, did you have to have a Southern accent? And if so, can we hear a little bit of that right now? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to have a Southern, you know, we don't really do accents that much on the Hallmark channel, do we? That's true. That's true. No. Every time they do a movie from down south, it makes me very, very upset because it's like. Oh, it's not good. 
No, well, nobody's trying to get like. Oh. Sometimes Tyler, there's like one person who well, will be Tyler like, "I'll did a movie world. called Sweet Carolina. He's yeah. supposed to be a basketball coach in in North Carolina, and we're in South Carolina, and he's not like he's he straight from Canada. Like he's not trying. To <laughs> he has a Canadian accent for sure. Oh like, he's yeah, his Canadian pop out all the time. I love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, are you trying to beat that record of seven in one one year this year? How's that number uh, holding up for you this year? Are you going to beat it? So far, it's not looking good. Okay. <laughs> but I, um, I actually took some time off at the start of the year because it was so busy last year. I had some just, you know, boring life stuff that I needed to allow the time for. And so it did mean I, I don't know if this makes me sound bad. I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but I turned down, there were three opportunities that I did say no to, but I sort of was like, listen, if I don't take this time to do this life stuff, the, it's, it's just important to, to find a balance. So I've tried to do that this year. And now I'm in that position where I'm like, damn it. Should I have not turned those down? No, we, we turned down a few. Oh, we turned in several ourselves. movies. Yeah. That's sure. kind of, so we're kind of in a similar boat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're off or only two. We we, don't, yeah. we don't fair, totally fair. I respect yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this movie that's coming out uh, on this, the Hallmark channel. On the Hallmark channel, nowhere yeah. else can you see this. You gotta have to tune in to see if it's good enough. For um, yeah. <laughs> Dan knows a lot about it. So much. What is this movie about? Um, and I know it's gonna. There's gonna be. A, it's a spectacle. A huge mm -hmm. budget. Um, yeah, but what? What? What can we kind of expect out of this movie? Or do you hope that we can expect out of this movie? Well, this is one of the tropes that I quite like. It's the fake boyfriend story. Yeah! Where I, tropes the best. I know. I think if it's done well, it can be fun. And I certainly, I know when I started reading it, I was like, oh, I like this concept. So, of course, she breaks up with her boyfriend. And then she bumps into him at this retreat. And so gets the B&B &B guy to pretend to be her boyfriend. Yeah. And then, of course, chaos and love ensues from there. This has made me think since you have a trope that you like um, when you came over from Australia, had were you familiar with these type of movies or have you like done your homework or is being in seven movies in one year your homework and you're not like watching these movies and being like, let me find the tropes I like. Like, how, how has that been for you since coming over here? I think that like anyone would be lying to say that they didn't understand what a Hallmark movie is, even if it's just Christmas movies. I know that growing up, I definitely watched Hallmark Christmas movies, even in Australia. And then I, I really think that there is, you can just watch rom-coms and see that it, it's just sort of like a, it's like a rom-com light where, you know, nothing ever tips too hard into like the extremes. And then there you have a, that's a Hallmark movie. Tropes, tropes, baby. That's right. We're ready get for rapid tropes. fire. I think we're ready for rapid fire. Fantastic. We each get to ask you three questions. These are very different questions than what we've been asking you, in that they are uh, in this segment. And uh, we'll <laughs> ask you the questions, and you have to answer them. And you can go fast. You can go rapid if you want to, or not. Um, so really, this is just a thing that we do. Uh, Dan, you got a question? Sure. Uh, the food uh, from Australia oh. that you miss the most, that's very difficult to come by here in the States or in Canada. Okay. I'm vegan now, but before I was vegan, I loved kangaroo. Now I feel really gross saying that. What? Wow. That's like a it, thing. Like, oh my God. And it's so good. If you eat meat, eating oh kangaroo. Oh, what? Man. You all are monsters. You just, oh, yeah. Like it's a giant mate. Like a, a, a kangaroo steak? 
well well yeah like it's like a yeah they just call it kangaroo like it'll be on the menu it'll be like kangaroo but is it like a steak or is it like on, a, yeah. on the bone what, what is it no there's no bone thank okay. god <laughs> like the arm of a kangaroo like but it's like it's, yeah. do they have like a baby joey steak <laughs> honestly probably and then like a side of koala a little emu yeah a little side of koala Wow. So what's so good about kangaroo before you were a vegan? <laughs> before I was vegan. Well, I've just loved meat. Uh, my favorite food in the whole world was like a rack of ribs. And there's like kangaroo meat is arguably it's good. And it feels awful, but it's it was good. Really juicy, nice meat. Yes. This is news, this is news to us. Yeah. This Why'd you go vegan? That's I'm now I'm just I'm not even because she, she saw a kangaroo. She saw the movie Kangaroo Jack and she was like, <laughs> What are we doing after this? She had never actually seen a kangaroo. And then she saw one, she was like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> they got a pout. She went on a walkabout. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um no, I mean, well, not far off that. I just learned what animal cruelty was, and I was like, oh, that's probably bad. I shouldn't eat any more kangaroos. And then once you stop eating kangaroo, you just kind of go down the line. Oh man, there you have it. Wow. Sorry, I'm just still. It's a little... not going to get any better than that. I'm just letting you know right hey, now. Hey, what's what's your um, favorite beverage to drink on a regular basis? I like a like really cold beer, like really cold tap, some kind of just. But I like basic beer. Like yeah. I like a Bud, some kind yeah. of Miller. That that you you're you are American at that point. Yeah, yeah it, it's here <laughs> is about how cold it is, not anything else. It's literally 100%. like whatever I like frozen is. Just back it off a degree, and we're good. That's here here in America, we had a, a group of people get into a board me uh, meeting and go, "What if we made the can turn blue, turn blue, so that's that people right. know when it's cold that's enough right. to drink?" But that's I, revolutionary. I'm with Rhiannon on this. Like you get a beer out of the fridge and put it on, like put it in an ice cooler. And after about an hour, then I want to drink it. It's so refreshing. My favorite is in Canada when it's super, like when it's snowing out and you keep the beers outside. And then when oh, you crack man. it, it's got that little bit of ice on the top. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Now she's talking. Got a she, beer in one is. hand, a kangaroo in another. Kangaroo's <laughs> taking <laughs> <a> cold <laughs> Living brew? the dream. Let's go. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, not guilty pleasure because nothing, no TV should be called a guilty pleasure. No. But what's the thing in your spare time when you're not filming 800 movies in a year that you're watching on TV or movies? movies or what have you i love reality tv it's my favorite you hey, name a reality you, show i watch you know milf manor <laughs> There's a you're show. not the first person to talk to me about milf manor should what? i be watching that uh, I, loves I, it. I just watched, i don't know do you Brand know do you know about milf manor yeah i do there's I, people have been telling me to watch it there's a big twist in it though do you Brand. know about the twist don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. So no, it's it is a uh, yeah. It you shouldn't just be on it. TV. It shouldn't be on TV. It's all I'll tell you. I'll watch it and then hopefully next time if we guys if yes. we talk again. We'll, oh, you're we'll coming back for sure. The fish. So I, is, I, is there a reality show that you're like you're in like you're in on right now? I'm really into Vanderpump Rules, as yeah. is everybody. Yeah. Classic. I'm, I know what that is. I yeah, don't for know sure you is. do. I'm too busy watching Milf Man. <laughs> <laughs> You say that like it's not questionable. Everyone listening right now is going to be like, "He's watching what?" Yeah, I had to. Uh, I came home from work yesterday. And I was like, "Babe, I watched Milf Manor today at work. Uh, sorry, sorry about it. <laughs> Felt like I had to repent." Um, 
Um, where's uh, you've been, you've been to some fun play. You've been to Australia. You've been to Canada, two places I've never been. Uh, is there somewhere in the world that you're dying to go that you would just go right now if you had the opportunity? I want to go to the, I always forget how to say it. I want to go to the Maldives. Did I say that weird yeah. Australian Maldives? Yeah, we I just never know. About yeah, they, there was a Hallmark movie about them. They I saw that. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the water, like the resort is. Oh, that resort was incredible. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Did they yeah. shoot that there? They did. Yes. They did. Can you imagine getting that call? Who got that call? My yeah. God. And there is there a couple. An, it was an acquired movie, and they're a married a couple. A real life couple. Love got that to, for them. Got to go over yeah, there. Love and that for them. Yeah, super cool for them. That's yeah, awesome. That's very kind. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, who is your maybe not favorite, but what Australian director or film star? Is, their movies are must watch in the theater. Like if there's one you're like, I'm going to go watch this because such and such directed it or such and such is in it. Who would that be? I have to say I adored Heath Ledger uh, and not to, I'm sorry for the, you know, obviously no, it goes with that, no, but I think, no. I think that he was going to go on to be, not that he wasn't already just one of the greatest actors of all time. So I, yeah, I, I he was my favorite for sure. Yeah, I mean that's a, I mean ten things I hate about you. That would you. Oh, were, classic! Come on, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, all right, my last question is this: What is um, what's Tyler Hines's worst trait? Oh, his worst trait. And you we have, know he smokes cigarettes. We know that I mean, he's he's uh, to go. He's not doing that right now. Okay, whatever. Is that what he says? Yeah, he said he says he's yeah, okay. That's all I needed right he there. He said he's not doing that right, right now. Right now he's not. Sure, right sure. Now. Is it that he eats a big kangaroo steak? Is that what it is? <laughs> His worst trait, and it's so hard because God knows I have like such a big schoolgirl crush on Tyler. His worst trait. I he doesn't. I can't find no, one. No. I don't know it. She's just too Canadian Australian. She yeah, can't. She no, it's just Tyler Hines. I mean, he's he. You can't fault the man. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'll get back to you. I'll think about that in my spare time. I'll see you guys. God bless you. You have been so so wonderful. Thanks for you coming. Well. On Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me call you the fish for the last. I love week. it. Please that's, don't stop. That's, Thank that's you. Been amazing. Um, we can't wait until Saturday on the Hallmark Channel. Right. This is Where very, else would it be? This is this is what Dan has been looking forward to all week. He knew about <laughs> it. Calendar is set, and he's very excited. Um, and until next time, may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast is produced by Aaron Shea. What? For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on the Deck the Hallmark family, you can go to bramblejamplus.com. Deck the Hallmark is presented by Philo TV. For a free trial of Philo, go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi, but here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.